This episode of The Maker View is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash themakerview. Amy Johnson from MakerMama.com, and you're listening to The Maker View. Join me for weekly inspiration and conversation with creatives from across the spectrum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of The Maker View. Today, my special guest is me, Amy Johnson, also known as Maker Mama. I've had a lot of changes in my life and work recently, and I thought I'd just pause and reflect and share my creative journey with you today. For those of you who aren't familiar with my work, I'm a freelance writer and crafter, also known as a blogger, over at MakerMama.com, where I focus on thrifting, creative reuse, and motherhood. I began my blog back in 2009, shortly after becoming a stay-at-home mother. Um, I had previously worked at a literary arts nonprofit, um, working with authors, um, hosting creative writing classes, and it was a job that I absolutely loved. Um, but after having my my third child, which I have four now, um, war- becoming a stay-at-home mom was the right choice for me to make at that time. Um, I've always been a creative, and having some sort of outlet has um, been crucial to my well-being throughout my entire life. Um, So starting a blog um, was what I did to have that creative outlet. And it looks so much different than it does today. Um, And it even had a different title. It was called Three in a Row at the time. Um, And I obviously had to change that after I had my my fourth child. And um, that's where the name Maker Mama came from soon after. Um, so back to the beginnings of my blog, um, I didn't have nearly as many tutorials and how-tos, which is a lot of what I focus on today. Um, I was sharing more of just the things that I made. I would take a picture, post it up, write about it. Um, I would share links um, to things that that I loved online that other people were doing. And I also wrote a lot about motherhood and um, did more kind of journaling as well, um, which I do less of that today on my blog, although sometimes I do show, share more personal essays or articles that I've written for other websites. Um, one thing that I always like to ask and learn more about with my guests here on The Maker View um, are their creative beginnings. Um, and I ask that because I know for me as a child, um, creativity was a big part of growing up. Um, my first love was writing. Um, I had a diary from second grade on, and I've always had a journal and I've always written in one way or another. And um, that was just something that was such a critical part of who I became and who I am today. Um, I did a lot of picture storybooks, and um, I remember um, 
the first time that I had the sense of, of becoming an author, um, I was in elementary school, probably about fourth grade. And as part of some special project, we had done this collection of stories that we'd written in class. And I'm sure they're all very silly to look at now. But um, my teacher made a big deal about it. She put our stories all together and bound them and with one of those spiral binding um, machines. And she gave us all of our books back with our names on them and told us that we were authors. And I remember as a kid just feeling so, um, so full of pride and excitement and just positive energy over having created something and something that I loved doing. And, um, that love has just always stayed with me. And I've always dreamed of one day writing a book. And that's still on my bucket list. And I'm sure I, I will do that one day. Um, what that will look like, I'm not sure yet. But I'm on my way there. Um, <clears throat> so writing was my first love. And it continued um, through my school years into college. Um, on, in college, I took every creative writing class I could take. Um, poetry was my favorite. Um, I worked on the literary arts journal as an editor and um, wrote for the college paper. Um, and then, um, like I said, worked at a literary arts nonprofit straight out of college. I had interned with them and got a job with them there doing something I love, being immersed in the world of writing. Um and I still continue to write to this day, um, much of it on my blog. And it's a very different type of writing than um, what I imagined myself writing. Um, but it's something I still enjoy now. Um, I also um, was always a maker. Um, I grew up playing with my dolls and making little furniture from recycled scraps we had at our home or um, little bits of fabric and turning them into doll clothes and little quilts and just little things, little cutesy things that little girls love to do. Um, for me, that was just another expression of my creativity. And that also grew and bloomed with me as I grew older. Um, I remember um, my mom teaching me how to sew. And I didn't grow up doing a lot of sewing, but I knew the basics and would bring out my mom's sewing machine to, um, in high school, turn a pair of jeans into big old bell bottoms. I was a real kind of hippie chick in high school and um, loved to express my creativity through uh, the things that I wore. Um, and that's another place where my love for thrifting has come in as another expression of creativity. Um, and today... For my blog, um, a lot of what I do is creative reuse, so turning old things into new. And I always like to say that my favorite craft store is the thrift store. I love being able to look at something and see its potential and play with it and see see what I can imagine and what, what comes outside of um, that idea process. Um, and sometimes it's what I expected and sometimes it's not. Sometimes... Um, the things I attempt to make are successful, and sometimes they're not, and sometimes they're even better than I imagined them to be. Um, but it's always an interesting process. So, um, yes, yeah, so creativity was a big part of my childhood um, is where the seed was planted. 
Um, along with my love for writing, um, I had a love of reading, which I think most writers do. Um, my mom um, was a big part of planting that seed, um, both in my um, making and in my writing and reading. Um, my mom always journaled. Um, I never got to read her journals, but I always saw her doing it. And um, I guess just seeing seeing that demonstrated just ma- normalizes it for people. I think oftentimes people say they, they don't know how to be creative. Um, and I think part of that is because they haven't had it modeled to them. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have that modeled to me. Um, my parents are not professional artists or anything like that. Um, but they always made things and did things with their hands and um, were hands-on people. Um, um, So in continuing my love for making, that shifted over time as well. Um, Although my biggest focus was on writing growing up, um, I remember, for example, having an art class in high school. It was the first period, the first class of my day, and that was the most peaceful an energizing and renewing way to start my day. Um, And those are the moments that I've felt the fullest um, is when I'm creating something. Um, And it's just a very life-giving experience for me. So in starting my blog um, as a stay-at-home mother, that was a way to continue feeding that hunger for creativity, for that life-giving experience um, beyond... Uh, my roles at the time as a wife and as a mother. Um, um, And it has interconnected into those roles as well. Um, In the beginning of the show, I mentioned big changes in my life, and I've been going through lots of changes in the past couple years. Um, One of them has has been becoming a single mother. Um, I am rocking it, and it's going wonderfully, and it's been a very hard and difficult and bumpy journey, Um, but I have always been one to keep my chin up, and and I've had lots of help from friends and family who have just lifted me up through this past year, and um, it's just been amazing to see... um, to see life come to fruition. Um, nothing's perfect, um, but learning how to change my perspective to see the things that are there, to see the good things in life. Um, so one of those big changes recently has been taking on a full-time job. Um, it's not something I imagined myself doing um, again in the near future, Um I was really making a go at um, blogging and crafting and creating full-time. And um, the ironic thing is, is as I've taken this full-time job on, um, my creative work has grown and flourished as well. So it's been a double blessing. Um, I'm working now for a local web development company. So all of the work that I've been doing as a stay-at-home mother um, – Working online and and sharing what I do has really um, benefited me and in my new journey um, and change in my career. Um, And I'm continuing on with the website and with the podcast and with my business. Um, And it's just another 
another exciting journey. Um, so let's get back to how my blog um, has grown over the years. Um, I have never, I've never had a marketing team behind it. Um, I've always been a one-woman show, and as I said, I started it all off as a hobby, um, as a creative outlet, and. Um, I remember one of my first tutorials that I ever did was for um, what I called easy peasy no so angel wings. Um, it was for some paper plate angel wings um, that I just imagined and put out there for the world to see. And um, I remember getting a great response from people. And like all of a sudden, my traffic spiked for my website. And um, it was just such a thrill and validation um, of of my creative aspirations um, and to have that. And um, it took me a while before I really started um, sharing tutorials regularly. Um, and there weren't as many um, back then, back in 2009 when I was um, blogging. Um, I wasn't nearly at the beginning of, of craft blogging yet whatsoever, um, but it was definitely a different landscape than it is today. It was before Pinterest, before Instagram, um, so it looked very different. Um, today, I think people starting blogs um, right now really do um, have to consider having a very branded look to their website um, to catch the attention and traffic and um and i i haven't done that in that same way um i've always just kind of gone with the flow when where my interests have gone my blog has taken me there um so soon after starting my blog um i also started um trying to sell some of my handmade things um i didn't have like a niche product that i was selling it was more of me just saying hey why don't i give this a try and um opened up my first etsy shop and selling handmade sock kitties and i can't even remember if i sold a single one um but it connected me with the local etsy craft community um and I I signed up to do my first table at a craft fair, and as a requirement for that, I had to register as a sole proprietorship um, and register to collect taxes, and um, so that really pushed me into um, officially stating myself as a small business, and um I did not um, attempt to sell things for long. Um, I didn't have um, quite an audience like I do now. And um, and it wasn't something that was life-giving for me at the time. I enjoyed making things. I did not enjoy at the time um, trying to figure out something to make to sell, to make money. I wanted to do it for the love of it rather than for um, for the money, for feeling like... I had to find something to be able to make money off of. Um, uh, money has changed over the years with my blog. Um, I have, I did eventually venture into doing partnerships, um, doing giveaways. Um, I think is originally how I started working with brand sponsors. Um, it was often books, like craft books that were being launched and um being part of the book tours and getting the word out and sharing a review of the books and um and then continuing on with 
um, with my tutorials. And eventually, um, I wish I could put my finger exactly on what my first paid campaign was um, for a craft tutorial. But um, I became a part of the Blueprint Social. I know that's one of the social media um, or blogging agencies I connected with um, early on, um, which they are no longer in existence. Um, but that was the source for um, um, the agency connecting me with brands um, to help promote their products um, through uh, tutorials. So getting products to use and um, coming up with something creative that was relevant to my work. I've always focused on, um, like I said, on creative reuse. Green living is a big passion of mine. And not every single one of my crafts falls under that category, um, but the majority of them do. And to be able to connect um, with brands um, to do sponsored content um, for stuff that I was already doing and already had a passion for was was another validation and um, another way that my blog began to grow and I began to connect with other people. Um, the advent of Instagram was probably um, one of the biggest... Um, the biggest community builders for me. Um, on Instagram, I started finding people who were um, who lived here in San Antonio like I do. Um, originally blogging, I was blogging in isolation. It was a lonely, a lonely occupation, I guess you could say. It was, um, but as I began to find people online and connect with them and then meet them in real life, um, it was a whole different world. Being able to talk to other people about the work that I loved and do, um, and then also going to conferences. Um, there are a couple of conferences I went to. Um, pro- when it, probably when my blog was about two or three years old, I went to Craftcation, the very first one a number of years ago, which I highly recommend. Um, Nicole and Delilah of Dear Handmade Life are the two phenomenal women who run that conference, and they are just completely amazing. And they have another wonderful podcast that I will link to in the show notes for today as well. Um, I also attended the SNAP conference out in Utah. Um, that one wasn't quite um, uh, my jam. It wasn't quite my scene. Um, but I did also connect with some great people um, there as well. Um, but I have to say, um, yes, connecting with other people offline and real person um, um, just gave gave me confidence in a way that just working in isolation. And yes, I connected with people online from afar, um, but getting to know people in real life and having a community of bloggers here in San Antonio, um, hashtag SATX bloggers, um, has been um, just such a such a blessing to have that um, and to connect with real people um, and share resources and just have people that we can call on um, for advice um, um, and to share each other's content um, has just been a real a real proponent of growth there for me as well. Um, another group that I have connected with online um, through um, 
a woman that I met through the bloggers group, um, Stacy Teat of Kid Stuff World. She's an amazing woman. Um, she's a local blogger here in San Antonio. She started another um, online group of creative mamas. Um, we call ourselves the Real Life Creative Mamas. We have a shared Pinterest board that I'll link to. Um, but that's another kind of mastermind focus group um, where we can just go and share um, advice and tips and ask questions. Um, and we are all creative bloggers. Um, we all create in different ways, um, but we are all makers. And I've actually had a number of them here on the show as well. Um, like Joya, um, Joya Logue um, from Rajovia, um, um, Caroline, Caroline from Salsa Pie, uh, Madre Beads, La- that's Lacey Stressner, Lacey Stressner, um, a number of people who have who are part of that group, who um, a fun- just a phenomenal group of women um, has been a great resource. So. Um, if you're someone who is blogging in isolation, um, no matter what your topic is, I highly recommend, um, A, if you can, connect with people in real life who live in your city, who live in your town. Um, and if it's just something as small as getting together over coffee or starting a Facebook group where you can just share resources, um, that has just been an incredible um like I said, an incredible proponent of growth for me and my work. Um, um, there have been some other key milestones in my blogging career, um, one of which is um, writing for Amy Anderson of DIY Candy. She is another guest I've had on the podcast. Um, she reached out to me um, about a year and a half ago about writing, um, content for her website, DIYcandy.com. And, um, she is one of the most down to earth, incredibly generous women I have ever met. And I still haven't met her in person. Um, but she's become an incredible friend and she's an incredible businesswoman. She is a six figure blogger, um, And she is just so generous with her resources and her insight and um, with her friendship as well. Um, And so I've been writing content for her, um, guest posts, um, again, all focused on creative reuse. Um, Some of my favorites have been um, I did a thrifted chair redo where I took an old chair from the thrift store and redid the cushion um with a pair of denim jeans um so the seats the the back pockets are on the top of the seat and um um colored denim has been one of my favorite um materials to work with in the last year um I also made um a recycled denim quilt for Andrea's notebook another website that I've contributed to in the past um and that is one of my all-time favorite projects. Um, a, because it took a lot of time, and B, um, I just love how it turned out. Um, I remember when I was making it and cutting the denim panels and playing with um, the layout for how it was going to go. At first, I was really discouraged because it wasn't kind of it wasn't popping out the way I wanted to. The colors just weren't jiving at first. Um, 
but then playing around with it, it all just clicked. And um, that's how a lot of my creative projects go. I will have an idea for something and um, I just dive right on into it. Um, I don't usually plan it out. Um, well in advance, I'm, I've always been a bit of a last minute Lucy, um, when it comes to my creative work, but that's a part of what, um, energizes me is, um, that pressing for time, um, really lights a fire under me, I guess you could say, and inspires me and, um, helps me to think quickly and on the go, um, when it comes to creativity. Um, I wish I could share some real insights on what makes a creative person, but it's different for each person. It's different for each creative that I interview. Um, um, but I think a real thirst for knowledge, a curiosity for life, um, and just just an excitement over ideas um, are, are key things for um, nourishing that creativity in my life. I am always um, interested in stories, just back to my love for reading and writing. I am always interested in the stories behind things, the stories behind people. Um, I'm a voracious podcast and NPR listener. Um, I'm always reading something and, um, I'm just always curious about how things work in the world and around me and where people have come from and what their stories are, um, and that's another big reason why I started this podcast. Um, I started it back in October last year. Um, so it's just been a few months that I've been doing this. Um, but it's just been um, such a joy and a pleasure and an honor um, to interview people and hear their stories. And it's that's another one of those things that have just been life-giving to me. Um being able to just sit down and have conversations with people and um, for them being so generous in their time um, and sharing insight into what their journeys have been as well um, is something I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, So I've been writing since I was a kid. I've been making since I was a kid. Um, and I started blogging about seven years ago and have continued to this day. And um, I talked about starting the podcast back in the fall, which is something I did on a whim. Um, I've always been a person who has an idea and I want to do it right here and right now. And um, I've always kind of had the wherewithal to figure out how to make things happen and um that's, I think, where that constant curiosity comes in. Um, I'm always um, absorbing um, stories and content around me. And um, being in the blogging world for so long, um, I knew where to go um, to get started with podcasting, for example. Um, um Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income was an incredible resource for getting me started there with this podcast. I highly recommend his podcast as well. Um, For entrepreneurs of any kind, um, he shares stories um, from entrepreneurs across the board, and there's always something to be learned um, 
and absorbed for my own work and my own endeavors. Um, it's been an incredible resource. <clears throat> Um, so like I said, I started this podcast on a whim. I was interviewing a local artist, um, who was also, um, directing a film that was being released and I decided to interview him for the, for the, the blog. And, um, instead of scribbling away notes during our interview with him, I, I brought out my iPhone and I recorded our conversation and the conversation just was so well, so, so, um, so genuine and um, and interesting that I just didn't want to give up. Um, I didn't want to lose all of that in translation. So I turned it into a podcast and decided to start interviewing um, other makers and creatives as well. Um, during that journey, I also um, recently um, had the idea of, hey, I do want to start selling things again. Um, whenever I tell somebody that I'm a crafter, um, they always inevitably ask, oh, what is it that you sell? What do you make? What do you do? And um, my answer up to this point has been nothing. I don't sell anything. I, I teach people how to make things. Um and I was inspired to to change that um, the beginning of this year. Um, and like I said, um, that I had my a love for um, colorful denim and reusing it and turning it into new things. I launched um, a little pop up shop for Valentine's Day, selling handmade hearts um, made from colored denim um, that I did source all from the thrift store, um, and it was just a fun little passion project. Um, that that was, it, I would say that it was a success. At first, I wanted to feel like it was a failure. Um, I remember. Um, the day that I launched it, I had um, kind of given some sneak peeks and previews and kind of built up a little bit of hype before I launched it. Um, I had set up an Instagram and showed little sneak peeks of, of what was coming. And I remember the day that I launched, um, I was really excited and nervous and really scared out of my mind, really, Um about how how everybody would respond, you know, would I sell anything that first day? And of course I didn't sell anything that first day. Um, and I let myself feel just completely discouraged by that. Um, but um, I did make some sales that first week. And that first day, I have to say, I had such an incredible response from friends and family and followers um, that my social media numbers skyrocketed that day and um despite that I really let myself um sink into a hole um and put the magnifying glass on the negative instead of the positive um but I soon um leaped over that hurdle and um um, was able to see it as a success. And I have sold numerous um, items um, during that time when I had the pop-up shop, pop shop open. And um, it was just a fun experience and something that I think I would do again from time to time. I even was able to have some items in a local store. And um, so it's just been... Uh, I think my creative journey has just been one of just 
being brave enough to pursue my ideas. Um, and sometimes um, being brave means being scared out of your mind, um, but stepping over that line of fear anyways. Um, I have a weekly newsletter that I send out called the Monday Maker Motivator. And it's all about finding um, just stories and inspiration um, for makers and creatives of all sorts. And I always like to include a quote, um, a quote for that week that's motivating or inspiring in some way. And one of my favorite quotes, and it's kind of my the quote of my year, um, it's everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Um, and that's by George Adair. Um, living this past year as a single mother and just having a complete upheaval of my life. Not a complete upheaval. Um, some major aspects of my life being completely upheaved. Um, um it's been a, a, a year of, of stepping out beyond fear. Um, and every time that I have done that, um, the world and the universe has just showered down its abundance. Um, it takes just having, having, I don't know, having that resilience, um, no matter where you are in your life, um, having resilience is, is something that I treasure and something that I value and something that I have seen, um, take me to places that I, I never thought I could go, um, in my work, in my life, in my own self-confidence in my work in life, um, resilience and stepping out beyond fear, um, which I think for every uh, creative, um, there's a lot of self-doubt that comes with um, whatever it is that we're making. It's easy to get stuck in feeling um, is what we're making good enough. And um, it really is putting ourselves out there in a way. And um, we do get feedback on whether somebody likes and visits our page if we have if we're a blogger or buys our art if we're an artist and have it a show in a gallery um creativity can be a hard a hard road to travel um being in a being a creative can be a hard road to travel um mainly i guess um if it's something that we're trying to make a living off of that's that's probably what makes it harder um is putting ourselves out there and asking people to value what we do. Um, being a creative just for the sake of doing it for ourselves as well um, probably isn't quite as hard um, as it is being an artist trying to make a living. Um, and I've done it both ways. Um, and being a single mother and um, trying to make um, my creative work work more for me definitely had a lot of pressure and stress and um um overcoming a lot of fears in doing that and um um it's something that I will continue to do and I 
uh, and am now blessed with being able to work um, and not have to worry about my creativity um, feeding me and my family as well as nourishing my soul. Um, but it'll definitely be a challenge um, as I begin this new chapter in my life, um, working away from home, being a working mom, um, while still balancing a life of the life of being a creative. Um, but it's something just as it's always been a nourishing thing for me since I was a child. It will always continue to be. And um, I'm excited to see um, where that takes me um, and to share that experience with all of you here on the podcast. Um, I'm sure I will give you updates again in the future um, in between um, interviews. And um, I guess I'll, I'll end things here today. Um, just a rambling on about my creative journey. I hope that it provided some insight and just helps you get to know me a little bit better, the, the woman behind the podcast. And um, come visit me over at MakerMama.com. And stay tuned for future episodes with um, other inspiring um, creatives like yourselves. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. You can find links and show notes along with resources mentioned in today's show over at MakerMama.com slash episode 16. Thank you all for tuning in today. Remember to stop by audibletrial.com slash themakerview to choose your free audiobook and enjoy a free 30-day trial with access to over 180,000 audiobooks. So whether you're listening in the car, while you clean, or while you're getting your make on, be sure to get your free book at audibletrial.com slash themakerview. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes, and in the meantime, you can visit me over at makermama.com. Happy making, everyone. <laughs>